The more things change, the more the goals don't show up. We recap a couple of frustrating losses to start the homestand. A look ahead to what is to come for the Minnesota Wild and a couple of injury updates as well on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder... You can find Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us as we recap a couple of frustrating losses and a big win on the homestand so far for the Minnesota Wild. We'll also take a look at what is to come here this week. We'll give a couple of injury updates. Try to figure out how the scoring is going to come for this Minnesota Wild team with uh, not great results in five-on-five so far this season. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And joining us on today's episode, a Micheletti Tuesday for you today. Alex Micheletti joining us. Alex, we've seen it all so far in this homestand. Bad loss, great win, close loss. Uh, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. The goals still just are few and far in between. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, the power plays click in, but, uh, you know, well, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, tonight it was a different story, but uh, five on five continues to be a mis- mystery. Um, the games have been, you know, reg- you know, minus the scoring, have been actually really entertaining. I mean, uh, you know, last night's loss in the shootout and then that New Jersey game. You know, I mean, that, that seemed like playoff hockey. I mean, it was it was super intense. Um, you saw last night, too, uh, with <laughs> Kaprizov getting really into it with a couple of guys. Um, Ekblad and him were going at it. Um, yeah, it was, Kachuk was getting into it with guys. I mean, it was <laughs> it was fun. Uh, you, know, you know, hopefully they can get the 5-5 five, five going here, but Entertaining hockey, nonetheless. Yeah, they they have picked it up, and I think maybe starting to get the message that like you, you got to pick it up. The season is starting to kind of slip away with Colorado chasing, with Calgary, with all those teams that unless you get into one of those top three spots in the division, then you leave it up to chance with a wild card spot, which is a dicey proposition for a five-on-five group that currently sits uh, in the bottom 10 in the NHL, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they're, they're trying everything. They're switching up lines, scratching guys. Um, so, I mean, at least at least they're now, you know, making changes in, to the lineup. You know, before it was just, are they ever going to do anything? Um, and... You know, Sam Steele gets scratched last night, um, and Reeves had his 800th game. Uh, you know, we had Felino leave the game. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see 
Uh, hopefully that's just a minor injury. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's chaos with these lines. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the penalty kill at least shined the night or last night too. That was, that was insane. Seven for seven. You don't, you never really see that. Um, so yeah, with, uh, with Nathan McKinnon, uh, you know, in company coming here and, uh, you know, Jason Robertson, <laughs> I don't think you want to be taking seven penalties against those two teams. Um, cause those, those power plays are elite. Yeah. They're, you're just asking for trouble. And so mm-hmm. that gets back to trying to get five on five going. You mentioned the line combos, the new ones that we've seen. And mm-hmm. honestly, there's one in particular that I have liked, uh, so far is the, and we, we came up with the name wild Twitter came through in the clutch we came up with the name for it, the Brandon Duhame, Jewel Erickson, Eck, Matt Boldy line, which we are calling the Dweeb line. <laughs> um, I I have really liked what I've seen from that grouping. The rest of the lines, um, I I, I don't know. They were good against New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to tell when you take seven penalties because you don't right. see the combos on the ice. But I really like that trio as one that even if you do a little bit more tinkering with the others, I like that trio to stick going forward because it just it seems like they've had some really good chances, but more importantly, they're fighting enough on the edges to keep possessions alive and create more shots. Yeah, I mean, I've been so impressed with Brandon Duhame too. He's really taken to heart the you know, the move up the lineup. Um and you know, he seems to be having you know, great chemistry with those two. And, you know, I think Eck is starting to feel more comfortable five on five too, because he's just been dominating on the power play, um, you know, and then with his grief line mates, uh, you know, it just was not, not going great offensively or defensively because he was having to cover m- m- for multiple guys. I mean, we saw it in that Vegas game um, where he hauled back um, and, uh, you know, stopped Eichel, but then, you know, Dumba kind of, kind of gave up on his guy and it was an easy goal. So, I mean, uh, you know, just, he was trying to do too much uh, five on five by himself a lot of the times. And I think this new line is a lot better for him. Um, and he doesn't have to do as much. Problem though, because mm-hmm. with those lines being put together, now, that top line is getting a little uneven. You had the goal by Kirill Kaprizov, but I've mm-hmm. pulled up the numbers um, in the last month. So this is since January 14th. Matt Zuccarello has two goals in that span, which is 12 games. And if you even go further back to the start of the year, which is 17 games, Zuccarello has played in 15 games, three goals. And so... It seems like he is starting to not contribute as much. Is there a concern, though, or is this just kind of a, well, the rest of the lineup has struggled and even the top line isn't immune to it uh, like with the rest of the offense? Yeah, I mean, tonight we saw it, uh, or last night we saw it, um, the turnovers are very concerning by Zuccarello. Even uh, Kirill had some some turnovers, kind of just careless with the puck. That's got to change, you know. Especially if you're relying on that that top line to score, 
I mean, they can't be turned over the puck, um, you know, like a fourth line. And I just don't think Zuccarello is shooting the puck enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy, he's one of the most talent, you know, skilled guys in the league. Um, and he's just an amazing passer, but he needs to shoot the puck more. I mean, he can bury. I mean, we see it in the shootout goals, how, how talented he is with his hands. Um, he's just got to deliver more because, you know, teams are ultra focused on Kirill. They're starting to really be more physical with them too. And so he needs, he needs somebody on that line to help him shoot the puck. Yeah. I, I get a little tired of the, the no look behind the back stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know on the power play, that's the setup is just the drop pass. Right. But, there is just such a tendency, and I understand where Kirill's head is at when he does it, because when he's entering the zone, he's got like five guys, four or five guys around him. So he's trying to draw all that attention and trying to give like a two-on-one or something along those lines. But a lot of times those drop passes, those no-look passes are starting to just go right into traffic. Yeah, I mean, you you just can't. Can't have that, uh, you know, especially when you're on the power play like that too. I mean, you know, with with how with you know with how horrible five on five has been, uh, the power play has been their you know their money you know, where where they're making their money, and uh, um, they you know we saw tonight where the penalty kill was amazing, but the power play was just non-existent, um, and you need that, especially as we're coming down the stretch here and the games get tighter um, and you have a lot more teams that are in the playoff race than, than usual or, or teams that haven't been there. Um, and they, they want to be back in that race. And so it's just going to be dog eat dog here. Um, and you definitely have to try to win those ones in the division too, um, because it can make a difference, you know, every night. I mean, you know, a lot of these games are becoming three point games, you know, where, um, you know, you're, you're taking it to overtime shootout and, you know, then it, you know, becomes that, uh, you know, that team gets, you know, one, one team gets two and one gets uh, one and, you know, just, (laughs) it, it creates chaos, um, with, with this, uh, scoring uh, or point system that the NHL now has. Yeah, it's it's a lovely system they've got. <laughs> and um, it, it just does go to show you that, especially, like you said, against divisional opponents, you just got to take care of business and regulation. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, then it's especially like if the Wild were to have it go to overtime against the Avalanche, then you're only gaining one point. Like, you got to you got to get the two. Well, we'll we'll talk about Colorado as well as the rest of the week because it uh, it does not get any easier um, no. as the rest of the week goes. So we'll preview the uh, three games remaining here this week. Plus, we will talk before the end of the show about uh, some injury updates for not only a key piece on the NHL roster, but a key piece of the future as well. All of that coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by the exclusive sportsbook partner of Locked On. That is none other than America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. 
And FanDuel is here to help you through the midpoint of the NBA and the NHL season. If you haven't signed up as of yet, take listen because new customers get a no-sweat first bet on up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, even threes made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and Locked On. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day for your second listen. Gear up for the trade deadline by taking a listen to the Locked On NHL podcast, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti, and Alex, we get the Avs uh, on Wednesday, a nice wonderful 8.30 start, at least, depending on what happens with the previous game. So probably more like 8.45. And you couple that in with the fact that the Avs are coming to town. And you go from Vegas to the Devils, to the Panthers, to the Avs. It does not get any easier for a team that is struggling to score five on five. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. I mean, all these teams have just high-powered offenses, too. And so you're trying to go toe-to-toe with these teams. Uh, You know, we saw with Vegas, uh, (laughs) they can take it to you, uh, you know, if you let them. You know, if they smell blood in the water, they, 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 when they're firing on all cylinders, they, they are uh, tough to beat. Um, And, you know, then, you, you know, the rest, you know, a couple games after that, you kind of limit, you know, some of these high powered offenses, you know, the defense has been a lot better. Um, You know, uh, know, maybe switching the lines has, has done something to it. And also, well, having Jonas Verdeen back um, too, that that has just been, uh, you know, a difference, difference maker. That guy is one of the most underrated defensemen in in the league players. Uh, I mean, he's, he just makes such a difference. Um, Guys seem a lot more relaxed out there, and he just, um, you know, he covers guys' mistakes for sure. Uh, yeah, he one in particular, but yeah, yes. he he does a lot of that. And for this Avs team, a couple of things mm-hmm. to note. You probably heard this in the uh, the Locked On Wild postcast last night with Kevin Gorg. The Avs will be on the second night of a back to back, so that is, if my math is correct. Of the of the games that the Wild have played so far this year, of the 53, I feel like 50 of them have been <laughs> against teams on the second game of a back-to-back. That, of course, is not the real number, but it just it feels like this is every night that the Wild come in against a team that's on the second game of a back-to-back. And if you're going to have a team that you go up against that is in that situation... Not a bad thing to have it be the Avs. And also, no Kale McCarr 
Yeah, that's a, that's a giant loss. I mean, uh, it was a brutal hit by Jeff Carter the other night. Um, and, you know, you know, with head injuries, you just always want to be as safe as possible. Um, and yeah, it's, it's devastating for their power play. I mean, he, he's one of the leading, uh, you know, ice, you know, time on ice guys in the league too. Um, so yeah, try to take advantage uh, on a, you know, a Colorado team that continues to be beat up. Uh, they're missing their captain and Gabe Landeskog. We'll see if he comes back before the regular season ends or if he's just going <laughs> to pull on Nikita Kucherov and uh, lead the playoffs and scoring after <laughs> missing the, the, you know, the regular season. But, uh, you know, when you're playing a team like that on a, on a, you know, on the back end of a back-to-back, you know, you know, try to get on the power play early um, and get them frustrated, um, you know, uh, and and just try to wear out their defensemen. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see who they go with, with goalie-wise. I know they called up a goalie today too, so – or yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see if they play Gorgiev against, uh, against the Wild or not. Um, yeah, these, uh, these national TV games are always interesting too because – you get to hear their uh, commentary and uh, we saw some interesting things last year and uh, we'll see what they have uh, for Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we, we sure did, man. We, uh, that was a storyline all season um, for the wilds. And uh, one particular member of the TNT booth uh, broadcast team that uh, wasn't uh, wasn't a fan, but it's in the past, and yeah, yeah the the Avs have some big question marks, um, especially in net. Do you go with Pavel Francouz mm-hmm. in the first game and uh, and leave Gorgiev to the Wild, or do you go the other way? We'll see. And so that's that's the tip of the iceberg, because then you've got Dallas again, and what do you say about Dallas at this point that hasn't already been said? It's the Stars, it's Jason Robertson, it's Jake Ottinger, it's every member of that top six that is just a nightmare to deal with. And we have seen full hands what happens when you're not on your A game against a team like that. They'll make you pay. Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, one guy that's been really rejuvenated is Jamie Benn. Uh, you know, he's playing with a teenager on his line and Wyatt Johnson, who's you know, an absolute stud. Um, and you know, they, that team just, they don't let up, you know, their, their offense is relentless. Um, you know, they score in bunches. Um, that's a team you have to stay out of the box. Uh, just Jason Robertson and Hints and Pavelski, uh, you know, they play on a line five on five and they're also on the same power play unit too. So they just, they have the chemistry, both, both ways, and, you know, it's keeping Joe Pavelski young, too. I mean, he's getting close to 40, and he's, you know, keeping up with uh, two young guns uh, in the league. Uh, and Rupe Hints, you, you won't find a better, you know, uh, centerman. Uh, he just dominates in the faceoff, too, which is a, another another struggle for, for the Wild. So it's, it's going to be tough. <sighs> yeah, it, it will. And I, I feel like we've played Dallas so frequently lately that that's that's really all you need to say about them. But a team that we haven't seen much, the Nashville Predators, who are very Nashville-y 
this year so far. It's been up. It's been down. They are not really the team that they were last year. And they just are right in that same mix with the Wild, with the Blues, with every other team that is fighting for a playoff spot. But that hasn't stopped Nashville from having some good success against the Wild over the last few years. Even last year when the Wild were at their best, Nashville didn't care. Yeah, they're a weird team to figure out. They rely so much on Saros in that to save the day. Um, and, you know, last year I think they had a lot of guys that kind of had peak years um, and or you know, kind of rejuvenated their careers a little bit, but mm-hmm. they haven't produced as at the same numbers as they did last year. I mean, you look at a guy like Matt Duchesne, uh, who was just a rock star with, with Colorado and then, you know, went to went to Nashville and didn't really have the same success. I mean, he had an amazing year last year, but he's not reaching those, uh, those levels. And, uh, you know, this Nashville team, I kind of call them the Nashville, Nashville wild. I mean, cause they have our old buddy, Mikhail Grandlin and, uh, you know, Nino Niederreiter moved over there from Carolina. So it's, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see, see those two again. And, Roman Yossi, uh, what more can you say about that guy, though? I mean, <laughs> he loves playing against the Wild. He always produces against the Wild. So that's, uh, you know, a guy that they're going to have to shut down. It's just, uh, it's very, uh, kind of very similar to the Devils, to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Rossi, uh, Roman Yossi kind of runs the show there in Nashville. Same thing uh, with New Jersey and Dougie Hamilton. And they did, for the most part, did a pretty good job on, you know, limiting uh, Dougie's chances. They're going to have to do the same with uh, with good old Roman Yossi. So. Yeah, it's it's the same blueprint that we saw against the Devils, that we saw against the Sabres, albeit Nashville doesn't have the speed that those two teams have, and Nashville will be a little more, uh, a little more okay with the physical play, but you just you have to slow teams down. Like, you're not going to win a foot race. You've got a few players that can play up to that speed, but you can't consistently bring it on a line-by-line basis. So you just you just have to be that bowling ball in a, a department store, just let loose in the aisles, and you just have to make a, make a mess of it without getting put in the penalty box. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, it's uh... – a team that's chasing the wild. And so it's a, in the, in the division, it's a must, you know, win game in regulation. Don't let Nashville pick up cheap points. Um, get, get your two and keep, <laughs> keep on fighting. Keep on. You're going to, you're going to battle with Colorado down to the end here because it doesn't seem like Dallas is letting up and it doesn't seem like Winnipeg's letting up. Um, and you got a team like, uh, you know Edmonton on a on a roll right now. So the, I mean the Pacific teams aren't aren't letting. LA just beat is beating everybody. Uh, they they are. I mean it's it's incredible what they're doing with uh, Phoenix uh, Copley uh, in that uh, just an an unknown <laughs> an unknown hero for them. Um, and Seattle, what you know they are just they they refuse to let up. Yes, wagon. So I mean if you don't get in that top three. It's a it's a battle for the for the wild card too. Uh, it's it's literally literally I think it could come down to the game eighty two for sure. Yeah, it's it it's going to come all the way down to the end of the season, which 
I, I can't wait to be sweating that one out in real time. Um, but we'll, we will, we will. Um, so no worries there. Uh, speaking of no worries, it seems like the Wild may have dodged uh, a, a legitimate injury concern with Marcus Foligno, so we'll update on that. We'll update on a piece of the future who also sustained an injury uh, in last night, or this week. And we may also talk about a player or two that are linked to the Minnesota Wild as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because it helps you simplify your vitamin and supplement routine. All you need is one delicious scoop of AG1, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Best of all, it is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Avalanche podcast to get some more intel on the opponent for the Wild come Wednesday night. Free and available everywhere, just like Locked on Wild. Seth Topol joined by Alex McLeddy. And uh, Alex, let's talk about Marcus Felino. Took a puck off the inside of the knee. I let out a groan, <laughs> like a physical groan when I saw it happen because, as was pointed out, there's no padding there. And so he took a blister, he took a clap bomb from the top of the zone, right off the side of the knee, couldn't put any pressure on it, couldn't put any weight on it on the way to the room, but as Dean Evison said after the game, looks like he should be okay. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had a really tough season. Uh, I think uh, when it's mentioned, like, uh, you know, there's a guy, a forward banged up in the lineup and... Uh, we might be having you know an extra guy you know skate and warmups. I think it's Marcus Foligno. I mean, yeah, it, you know he's been through a lot. Um, you know, you know with fights too. It seems like after fights he just gets just completely banged up. Um, and uh, you know we've seen it. You know throughout you know uh, history. Uh, you know guys breaking legs from from you know or kneecaps or you know doing you know ligament damage from from pucks uh in 
in that area and in and, and lower areas. Um, so, you know, hopefully um, with this off day, um, he can get some um, you know, rehab and, and treatment in and because they're going to need him for, for Colorado. Uh, Colorado's a, not, o- not only are they a speed team, but they can be physical. They love to mm-hmm. throw the body and it's a, it's a heated rivalry with the wild. It is. And as you alluded to, it seem it comes in an all ill, ill advised. There we go. An inopportune time for Felino because it seemed like over the last couple of games that he was starting to kind of get back on track. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. So you wonder if there are going to be lingering effects from this. It just for as, as physical of a style as he plays, man, does he take he takes some some things with him throughout the course of the season. Yeah. Yeah. He's a heart and soul guy. Um, you know, he's a leader on this team. Uh, you know, I'm sure if you asked him to, he wish he was scoring more. Um, you know, they need their depth guys, um, you know, to, to, to kick in here. Um, especially this late in the season. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not a hundred percent his fault. Um, you know, with the way his line was, you know, playing up to this point and then the switch of the lines uh, I think has helped him. Yeah. You know, he was close tonight on that two on one with, with Hartman. Um, they just couldn't, couldn't finish there, but uh, you know, it seems he's playing with the, uh, with more focus and, and um, more of the old Marcus Flino. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully this, <laughs> hopefully this uh, stinger um, doesn't linger. Yeah. And not only him, but also a piece of the future for the Minnesota Wild. Mm. Brock Faber sustaining an injury, although, as Michael Russo pointed out, he should be okay by the time the Wild are looking to sign him, which is great news because I think anybody who has followed this team for even a second has a particular spot in mind in the lineup that could use a fresh body on the roster and hoping that Faber will be able to get back to where he can play so that the wild can put him in that spot. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I watch him a ton, uh, at Mariucci and yeah, he's just, he's having an incredible junior season. Um, he's, he's one of the youngest juniors in, 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 uh, college hockey. Um, and you know, he's a leader, um, you know, he, uh, just is a amazing shutdown defenseman. And, you know, I think everybody's clamoring to see him with Jonas Brodin. That would be so much fun. Good luck trying to score against those two. Um, and you know, he's the, he's a piece that everybody's been wanting to, you know, you know, hear, um, and, you know, w- once he's able to show his, his talent, uh, you know, I think the the Kevin Fiala, <laughs> where's Kevin? Uh, that will start to <laughs> finally <laughs> dissipate, and uh, Brock Faber Faber will be able to show you know why he was a second round draft pick, should have been a first round draft pick uh, when he was drafted, and um, you know, a guy that you know Billy targeted uh, right away when uh, when Rob Blake uh, gave the phone call to him. When you said where's Kevin, it, as as I get more kind of connected with members of the wild Twitter sphere. I just imagined Kevin Fallness just waving. Like I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm right here. So yes. if Kevin Fallness is listening, hi. Uh, and uh, 
gets more selfies out there on Twitter. Uh, that's that's what the people want. So yes, uh, great news to hear on Faber and Felino as well. We'll see how that turns out with both of those guys. We'll see how the game against the Avs turns out because we'll we'll leave it on the cutting room floor, but for the Wild to consider names that they have been linked to here recently, such as Brock Besser and Patrick Kane. For them to consider going after those guys, they're going to need to pick up the play. And so, went out this week, and uh, maybe Bill Guerin will pick up the phone. Yeah, it's... (laughs) This team is so interesting. Uh, you know, <laughs> earlier in the week um, and earlier in the homestand, we're like, oh, man, it might be time to sell. And then, you know, then they have a big win against New Jersey. They, uh, you know, play really well against uh, Florida. Um, and now they're back in the conversation that, hey, we we need to add. We need to figure out the five-on-five. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's interesting because uh, he listened to, you know, Bill Guerin made the media rounds um, and he said, um, you know, he thinks it's an internal thing that needs to be fixed. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough. The, the you know, the prices are extremely high right now. Uh, we saw what it what it took to get, uh, you know, Tarasenko out of St. Louis there. Um, and you know, I don't know if Bill wants to, to give up a first, um, but, you know, <laughs> It's interesting, um, and some of the guys that are available, um, it, it just the Wild uh, might not be able to take on just because they have, you know, they're not a rental; they have term on their on their deals, and that's what's holding holding back. Um, because just with with the, how the cap is, they they can't afford, you know, to have a guy. Uh, multiple years on his contract. Yeah, that's that seems to be the thing that's derailing the potential Brock Besser trade, mm-hmm. which continues to have legs. But Bill Guerin is in the like taking the kids shopping phase of this whole <laughs> thing. Is y- your kid in this case the team sees a toy on the shelf and says, "Hey, I want that. Can I get it, please, please, please." And Bill Guerin is asking the, well, have you behaved recently? And there's just that little bit of pause, and then the team's like, yeah. He's like, okay. So we'll see. If they continue to behave, and by that I mean win, then he'll probably make some calls. But if not, then – it's going to be uh, on this group to try to figure out the rest of the season. They've shown they can do it. You know, um, it's it's amazing. They, you know, when the competition gets harder, you know, some of these teams they um, just you know have found a way to to beat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that Devils team. You know, say what you want to. You know, without Jack Hughes, that's still an amazing team. Um, and you know, they found a way, and so. We'll, we'll see if they can do it against a couple of, uh, you know, central, <laughs> you know, division uh, opponents, uh, you know, or three, a trio. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a crucial six, you know, you know, six points that they can pick up here. So, um, you know, hashtag find a way. Hashtag find a way.
And uh, we will see if the Wilds can find a way here this week to pick up some huge wins against divisional opponents. But that will do it for tonight's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, once again, make sure you check out the Locked On Avalanche podcast to get some more intel for the Wednesday matchup against the Avs at XL Energy Center. Free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like Locked on Wild is. So make sure that you follow everywhere, subscribe on YouTube, and make sure to check us out on social media so you don't miss out on any content related to the Minnesota Wild as the season moves along. Locked on Wild is free and available everywhere with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.